It's Andrew from Toon Talk Radio. Go to www.toontalk.co.uk and you can listen live to the show. You can also call 0191 538 9781 and we can talk all things Newcastle United and obviously little things that come that happen, breaking news, especially on Jamie Carragher. What, what, what did he do? <laughs> My goodness. Well, remember, we're also on Nova Radio, so you can go to www.novaradio.co.uk on FM, so you can find us there on the internet and everywhere else on Newcastle United. At the end of the show, you can also go to your, uh, the App Store and just type in ToonTalk, and you'll be able to listen back live to the, to the, the show at, at your convenience whenever it is. Well, it's been, a, it's been a nice weekend, I think, for all Newcastle United fans uh, with regards to the, the nice and easy victory uh, against Southampton. Uh, I think we completely dismantled them. It was so wonderful to get a goal so early. Sets us up for the whole game. But we're going to discuss that tonight. But my thoughts on everything when it comes to Newcastle United. We should always beat teams like that. But you can only you can only beat what's in front of you. And I think we did that. And it, for me, it's been a shame. I actually thought we'd beat, we would be 3-0 up at half-time. And then beat them 5 or 6. Because they didn't turn up. You know, they, the, the, the performance they gave is best left to the Southampton, forms, Southampton fans to digest and see what they think about it. But it's, a, it's going to be a lively show with my regular guests uh, as ever. So remember, go to www.toontalk.co.uk or call 0191-538-9781 so you can talk all things Newcastle United and give me your opinion on everything. Well, I'm going to go to my first guest this evening, the man of all Matt, uh, who does everything when it comes to Newcastle and the surrounding areas, and Bill Corcoran, how are you? I'm not bad, Andrew, not bad. Because, uh, obviously, tell the folks what you do, because, obviously, you run the, 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 the Irish Centre, and you also... Well, you've run it. <laughs> yes, in Patrick's game next weekend, so it's all my fault. Well, I, I, I promise you, it's not all my fault about all those people wearing those silly hats. What we, in fact, uh, are most proud of, we, we are probably the only Irish community that I'm aware of to have a remembrance service for the British Army on St. Patrick's Day. And it's very, very important to the Northeast because we um, we have a remembrance service in Elton Square at the War Memorial for the Tyneside Irish Brigade of the Northumberland Fusiliers who uh, uh, suffered disastrous casualties on the first day of the Somme in 1916 with the Tyneside Scottish Brigade. And, you know, um, since this area, 53 battalions recruited for the Northumberland Fusiliers, 39 in the Durham Light Infantry, was such a hub of, of, of recruitment and, and army life in general. It's one of those things that we can say we all have in common. And here, for St. Patrick's Day, proving that Tyneside is the greatest and most civilised place on earth. Here, we don't have sectarianism or bigotry or nonsense mm-hmm. like they have in Glasgow. Here, we take care of each other. And we have the Irish community uh, remembering the British Army. And we'll be there at 1 o'clock at uh, Eldon Square War Memorial. And everybody's welcome to that. Um, but in terms of the football, yeah, I was, I was just finishing off with the food bank where mm-hmm. we got about 470 to 500. I think we stopped counting at about 460. We got about 470 plus Easter eggs for the for the food bank um, in, the, in the West End, and I was just putting it down on Twitter and saying, "Wow, that was great!" And I heard this almighty roar going up, and I realised, "Ah, right, it's me on fault. I've missed the first goal." So I went scurrying in, and uh, thinking, uh, "The last time I missed a goal like that, it was away at Barnsley, and we went all the way to um, extra time, and I don't think I went to penalties in those days." 
So I ended up uh, on some terrace in Barnsley in 1984, I think it was. Um, and I'm thinking, oh my God, you know, I we're not going to score again and they're going to get a load of equaliser. And, you know, the usual kind of paranoia that we all suffer from. But as it happened, um, we, we just pushed them aside, like you said, and, and uh, we had a bit of, bit of power and a bit of guile. And uh, it, was, it was great to see everybody competing so well. You know, I think, I think that second goal when... You know, Dwight Gale, who, who's, he's not hitting the target, well, he's hitting the target, but there's a goalkeeper in the way. Um, Boston have got to get up there. You know, Perez, who is still getting criticism from the crowd when he shouldn't be, especially when he's, he's granny died over the weekend and he, and he oh, played through that. That's one from, yeah, yeah. It's, um, he, he's, he's announced it today. I think his grandmother died and, uh, you know, that's a big deal um, for him. And, and he, he played and, and uh, he's still getting a bit of grief from the crowd when he shouldn't, I don't think. And uh, and and I think he was unselfish and, and did very well, and you know it was just great to see, especially because I was right behind the third goal, so I knew it was in from when Matt Ritchie hit it, you know. Mm. So tremendous, really, really good. Even went home early on Saturday night. It was home before nine o'clock. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Done really well there. Um, obviously, when it comes, well, I get a bit more to Newcastle in a minute, but I think when it comes to the, the obviously the breaking news you've seen all day, right? Uh, regarding Jamie Carragher. Well, I thought what's it was all Russians in Salisbury, but never mind, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been watching that as well. Actually, it's interesting, isn't it, what's going on there? But I think uh, when it comes to when it comes to when it comes to that situation, you see the video. <laughs> well, actually, as it happens, I haven't. To be oh, fair, oh, you haven't. All oh, I mean, right. Um, and 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 to be fair, also, it might I might be showing my age, but I'm not really that bothered about watching it. And I, I kind of know what's happened from the description mm. of it, and I think. You know, um, let's face it. I, I was I was making allusions before to uh, to Glasgow, and, mm. and and we all go through derby matches. And I suppose mm. Man United and Liverpool for them is is a big deal. Mm. Um, personally, I don't know much about Jamie Carragher. Obviously, he was running Sky when we were in the Championship, so <laughs> I never watched him on the telly. And I'm not that <laughs> uh, you know, I'd, I'd be Channel Five, me. You know, um, and. Um, but I think it's a loathsome, disgusting thing to do. And, and I don't know anything about him, but I would imagine that if he is a decent man, if he is a good man, 99% of the time, it's a terrible tragedy for him because he's going to be forever marked for this because what he's done, is, it's very difficult to forgive or forget. I think Jack Charlton summed it up best when there was some World Cup, I forget which one it was, 1982 or 86 or something. Um, and I think it was 82, and somebody spat on somebody. I think one of the Dutch lads spat on somebody from the German team. And, you know, they're all doing the usual polite BBC mm-hmm. language. And Big Jack just come out and said, well, if you'd done that to me, I would have chinned him. <laughs> and uh, there was a collective gasp from the, you know, from the, from the studio audience. And, and that's the problem with it, you see. It's like if somebody does that to you in the street, you're going to lose your temper and belt them on, which is why it's, it's, it should be treated like aggravated assault. I mean... It sounds like the man who's got the video um, was more concerned about videoing uh, Jamie Carragher protecting his daughter and yeah. driving, um, yeah. which 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 is a it's a crime, isn't it's, it? It's a sad indictment on on this society when you know, um, and and it sounds like there's a bit of provocation going on. But I mean, for God's sakes, any footballer these days going anywhere, I mean, I, I feel for them. Any any person, you know, is on camera. Um, pretty much all the time, and, mm. and these people, they must need to go places and just let off some steam. And mm. uh, it was one of the great things to see that the Newcastle fans went out on a Saturday night um, after the match. I mean, fair enough that we haven't got a match for three weeks, so maybe Rafa said this once: you can have two and a half pints of beer as long as you're back in home at bed and, at, by 9:30, you know. But um, but I mean, um, there used to be a time when you'd see the players around the town and you wouldn't get too excited. And now um, it's it's videos and mobiles mm. and that's just a fact of life. And yeah. I think they just have to learn how to control themselves. And, you know, when we might have to count to 10, they've got to count to 100. And, and I just mm. think it's it's sad really in, in lots of ways. But, but there you go. Yeah, I've, I've actually saw the video and I think there's, there's more to it uh, when it comes to provocation. I think, I think for anybody in that situation, it's... It's because it, you do you do hear that he's being cut off by the person. So, but it's, you know, the, the, to me, it's a last resort. When you hockle on somebody, spit at somebody, you've you've reached you've reached a level of I wouldn't I don't even want to say the word insanity, 
but you, you, the, the the rage, the because yeah. it, it takes rage, doesn't it, to do that, and the fact that he might not have seen the, the child, but he's apologised and all that stuff. But I must admit, if it's for you know, and I, I know what I'm like. I know I don't probably what you're like when Newcastle lose. It takes me a while to get over it. It's not an instant thing where you just switch on TV and get over with. There is, with football, you've played football, I've played football. When you play it, my God, you're putting your whole, the whole, your whole being in it. You, you, it's mental, it's, it's physical. It, there has to be aggression because you've got to tackle somebody. Right, but so, it's still a game. It's still a, yeah, at the end of the day, yeah. you know, it's a game. It's not a war. Nobody's yeah. going to die. It's not about... It's not about the futures of your families. It's still a game, and and I think we need to get when when we played Sunday League football um, in the, about the lowest league you can get when you still have referees and, and, and nets and um, nobody would do something like that. You know, you you try it, you get you get your head battered in, and rightly so. Um, you know, there might generally speaking, when people play football, um, when I played football again, Sunday League, nothing dramatic. There wasn't that much tripping. There wasn't that much, you know, the odd fouler going. Mm. People had mistimed challenges and stuff like that, and you mm. get the odd hit the ball and things. But nasty, vicious stuff like that. It's like nipping somebody, you know. It's it's um, it's just filthy, and it's done to provoke. And mm. uh, and and if you're playing amongst men and people that you respect, you should never do things like that. And and yeah. uh, and I. I, I Truly, not knowing anything about the man, but assuming that he must be a reasonably decent individual, hopefully, um, certainly I, I, I wouldn't cast him in the same kind of thing as I've heard about people like Dennis Wise and, yeah. and stuff like that, you know. And you just think, well, you know, he'll be regretting that for the rest of his life, and there's just nothing but you can do about it. You know, the best thing yeah. you can do is probably go and move to America for a bit or something. And unfortunately, to be fair, he can do that. It's not like some lad working yeah, in a exactly. factory. Where he's stuck with it, you know, he can he can get on a plane and go. Oh, you know what? I'm going off to Hollywood to be their football reporter, and, uh, and you know, maybe he can do that. But I think I think we're talking about things like you know the Liverpool lads who we took the inspiration from to start the the food bank. That's Colin Whittle who had the idea, Steve Hasty and myself, and the people at the West End Food Bank who helped us. That came along because of what football can do in a community, the influence it can show. And the leadership it can give, and and to make people think, you know what? Actually, if there's people that can't afford to get an Easter egg, let's do it. You know, and it was a marvelous, mm. wonderful thing to be there at the Gallagher end yesterday when people are bringing in chocolate eggs and and dropping a couple of quid in the in the, in the buckets as well and all that. And you know, to have that whole thing, and not us, but the the the, the Liverpool Man U thing, besmirched by that. I suppose it's a fact of life. But but really, you know, um, I think, like you say, if if Jamie Carragher is thinking about it now, I bet he wishes that he would rather than do what he'd done, he'd gone up and punched the man in the gob mm. and was doing a six months for assault or whatever, yeah. because at least people would go, all right, you know, you got you got insulted and you lost your temper, but at least you lost your temper like a man, not lose your temper like some sort of um, vicious little sneak, which is how it looks, unfortunately. Yeah, Talking about America, I've got Chris Parry on the line as well uh, when it comes to talking about Newcastle United. And uh, when it, uh, Chris, as Bill said, um, you guys, do you guys have food banks over there? Uh, when, it, when it comes to the US, uh, Bill's been at the forefront with many others uh, when it comes to this, this food bank and uh, actually players as well from Newcastle's team. Uh, Isaac Hayden has been to the, the food bank helping out um, you know, when, when it comes to, it's, is it quite unique in that respect uh, in England, or is are the food banks in the U.S.? No, there's food banks everywhere. Well, first, uh, hey, uh, good evening, gentlemen. It's uh, yeah, there's food banks everywhere. I mean, I live in Tyler, Texas, which is a smaller uh, city outside of Dallas, and we have uh, multiple food banks. Uh, it's oh, it's wow. it's a terrific, it's just a terrific sure. thing for for folks that that need them, that you know, that need to. To you know, to have that meal, to because a lot of folks don't know where their dinner's coming from. Um, they don't, you know, school lunches are really big for kids too because that's a guaranteed lunch 
that a kid's going to have by going to class, you know, by going to school, where they might not get food at their, you know, at their house. And then, so no, it's, it is definitely, and of course the churches, the, the churches uh, here are really, really big into the food banks and, and helping out. And I know that uh, every, there's been more than one occasion that I need to, uh, that I've had a chance, but I need to actually follow through finally and uh, serve food at one of those uh, food, uh, you know, one of the food banks. Uh, you know, on a Saturday or something like that. And now with my current job, now that I don't, you know, now insurance. that I'm a sports writer, I actually, <laughs> I actually, I'm insurance. I actually have days off. Um, you know, I can, uh, you know, I can do that. I couldn't do that in the past. I always worked on Saturdays, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, because Saturdays was the day that uh, you know they always needed some help at the food bank. But uh, I think uh, no, I, I, to, to 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 your point though, guys, the only thing I can think of Carragher when because I've seen it. I've seen it. Okay. He, he had to be. The only thing I can think of is is remember when Zinedine Zidane lost his mind in the World Cup mm-hmm. and just headbutted the guy, you yeah. know, and, and, you know, in the middle and cost him and cost yeah. him everything. You know what that guy said to him had to bring him to that point. This guy's driving; he's already on highway. Feet. This car's he on this, highway, he's yeah. on the highway. This car is probably at the next to him, rolling his window down, screaming at him, going "Hi, you Nancy, you know, yeah. your team sucks." Blah 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 blah. Now, honestly, you know, just pull over or go someplace, you know, just say, you know what, I don't want to hear it. But I, this guy sounded to me like he he was trying to get him caught. He's got him on video. He's got his phone out the window, whatever it is. And, you know, Carragher lost lost it. He may lose his job. I don't think he will, but I think he'll be censured heavily. But it's an interesting thing. Isn't it? I've, I, when, I think when Bill mentioned um, when it comes to the uh, St. Patrick's Day, do you guys in the U.S. do it? Do church services like like Bill's arranging? Uh, it's church service. Hang on. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! I'm not arranging a church service. Man. What My is God. it? What we, is we it? Drink, we drink we a got, lot of beer. We, as I, as I, we, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> tell we'll, 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 hey, this is the time that Irishman will take anybody on for beer. No problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, we we have a we we will have a priest there, but it's basically you know ah, it's right. a military remembrance. Oh, and, remembrance. Uh, okay. There is okay, a, there you. is there is a there is a there there are various. Uh, People of various denominations going to be there, you know, because uh, we we like to keep friends with the man upstairs, whoever whoever's. Uh, that, so we've got friends in the Jewish community, the right. Islamic community. Uh, we we've got uh, the, 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 some of the unionist people coming over from heaven. It's going to be it's going to be really inclusive, and we give every we give a, a bunch of different nationalities a shamrock each for peace and friendship in Newcastle. And, yeah, uh, oh, that's and, really and cool. That's really cool. Yeah, we don't. I must say, I was in America for numerous years. No, St. Patty, no, Patty's Day is not, that, yeah. is, is not that big a deal. I mean, it, it's a big deal for Irish people you know, or for Irish descent. So it was funny. My dad, once we had a party, uh, uh, this is when we lived in Saudi Arabia. We had a party that everybody had to rub the Blarney Stone as they came in. You'd rub the Blarney Stone and then we'd hand them a beer afterward and be like, happy St. Well, Patty's Day. But, uh, well, but the, yeah, the, mainly the, it's just everyone wearing green. Oh yeah, the main thing you got to remember though is St. Patrick himself, the actual human being, came from the north of England, came from about mm-hmm. 30 miles west of Newcastle, we reckon. Oh, uh, oh really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, place name evidence, we've placed him at the, uh, being, bought, being born round about 450 oh, wow. AD in what was the Roman fort at Bird Oswald, just along, just along, you know, so uh, we'll, we'll call him a Northumbrian citizen. Uh, as he would have been, and uh, you know that that to us, <laughs> it's it's quite special in many ways. Uh, so he's another great northern saint. And the other thing that she would all remember, Wednesday the 20th of March is Saint Cuthbert's Day, the original northern warrior saint whose tomb's in in uh, Durham Cathedral with Saint Oswald's head, you know, in that coffin as well. And uh, we sh- we should all have a day on on Wednesday the 20th and celebrate Saint Cuthbert as well as as well as Saint Patrick. But uh, mainly for me, it's going to be a lot of work running around <laughs> after musicians, and I'll be the only sober time for that Irishman. I think after two days of it. But there we go. If you ever, if when you ever come to Newcastle, Chris, you'll you'll see the place he's talking about. It's absolutely massive. Like that Irish Centre. I've, I've been there a couple of times now. It's it's like a Warren. Different yeah, place. on the inside than the outside. That's the main thing. Yeah. Really. Yeah, it's massive. It's unbelievable, really. You can go like a, so many different places, so many different bars, so many different events, and he's got a, like I, I personally think some of the big companies would should get involved with Bill, like to more or less have their businesses inside there because it's such a great location. It's fa- like you've got all the fancy places next door, but 
when it comes to um, when Ake it comes to being all, a hub. We had Supermac in there before the match as well, so yeah, uh, it was yeah. it was it was great. So now we 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 enjoy we enjoy life. It's 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 a good place to be. And as I say, thankfully we don't have the connotations that they have in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. I'm in Liverpool. I'm in in various other parts of the world where you know there, there were there were problems with, uh, with with people on both sides of the Irish divide. We don't really have that here, thankfully. And, uh, and having one football team in the city, of course, is massively helpful for that. Yeah, I was go- I was going to say when it comes to uh, Bill made a point about um, I think uh, he was getting he was, what's his name was getting uh, Iosi Perez was getting booed uh, on on Saturday. So, Chris, what's your take on that? Because I must admit he does. <laughs> it's unfortunate that his, his grandmother has died and uh, on the weekend, which is awful. But I think when it comes to Iosi Perez. When you, my personal opinion is, it's okay the flicks and the pricks, but uh, for me, he doesn't do enough. Um, he he's not a killer when it comes to playing football. As a striker, you should want to kill. You should want to, you know. There's a way of the scoring, and he he, may, he does score some really wonderful goals here and there. But uh, as a forward player, he'll never be a new, he'll never be a forward because um, he doesn't do enough. But what do you think, Chris? Um, Considering what's happened to obviously the weekend with his grandmother. Oh, Andrew, are you complaining about Eliozzi Perez after a three-nil victory? No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I, I'm just telling you what I think. Bill started this. He started off. I didn't even. After, I didn't even mention we, Perez. After the team finally freaking won three-nil. Perez, hey, Perez was a big part of that second goal because if he doesn't make that run, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, you know, with Gale, that opens it up, you know, for the tap in. Brilliant. What Brilliant. a pass by Gale! My mm-hmm. gosh, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there, I'm so mad at Gale when he didn't score the, you know, he didn't score the second goal to put him up two oh. 0 but he made he made up for it with that run. That was with that pass to to you know, to Kennedy for just the tap in. Guys, that looked so flowing. I mean, mm-hmm. I dare say. That looked like Sir Alex Ferguson's Manchester United in the final minutes. You know, when they'd always come back and freaking get you, you know, in the final two or three minutes of a match, whenever your team was exhausted the Fergie time, they'd always have a really fluent passing move and someone would just score a goal and break your heart. That's what that looked like. And my yeah. goodness gracious, that, that was just great. To, it was great to see Newcastle you know, play Chris, that. Chris, I need to, I need to, you need to indulge me in this one as well. And I'm sorry, I really do not mean to give any offence, bearing in mind from where you come from <laughs> and the events of November 1963. But we were we were here when Kennedy had his shot, you know. So the, so there we go. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry for that one and all that. But uh... oh no, I, I, think... I hear you. No, I mean, it's, I mean, what did you, I mean? But with regards to the match itself, guys, it was. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, you know, Kennedy gets you know Kennedy gets a goal in the first minute, which was huge. Because it just got the crowd on on mm-hmm. Newcastle's side and got everybody fired up, and then of course from that point on, I, I you know I know Southampton didn't you know Southampton was pretty lousy, but mm-hmm. I thought Newcastle also made them really lousy. I mean they played they played with passion, they played they played together, and they showed that even though they've got majority championship players, mm-hmm. they're going to find a way to stay in this league. And I am I, and I for one am just very very proud uh, to be a Newcastle fan because. The, the owner didn't spend any money, and we know that he didn't spend any money. Yeah, and the fact, the way West Ham is acting and the way Arsenal fans are acting, I think is ridiculous, especially Arsenal. Arsenal won the FA Cup last year. They can yeah, just freaking take a long walk off a short pier. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous that they're complaining about their manager and all this crap with all of the trophies and stuff that they've won over, the, over these years. You know, come come to the Northeast and you know, and and deal with Newcastle being relegated twice in the last seven years and and stay a fan and then you come talk to me. It's but we had a better time getting relegated than they have they, than they than they had getting you know going in the UEFA Cup. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm looking no, forward to no, playing them. Put no. it this way, I hope I hope they're still in the UEFA Cup. I still hope they're battling for that Champions League place. And I hope they get a couple of injuries. And I hope the wind <laughs> blows cold when they come up here and we'll eat them alive. And uh, well, I think and we'll take them. I think well, I think that's the thing about Arsenal. Any team can take them. I think um, I, I do think they'll go on a run because after, after well, they look good, they look good yesterday. Yeah, they My look goodness. good. They look good yesterday. And the I think because of there, but well, we're not, we, isn't it amazing though, Bill? I'll, I'll ask you this first, and I'll get to Chris. But isn't it amazing when the players get together and they 
talk about the issues without the manager being there. It's, it's interesting, is it? Newcastle had the same situation years ago with Kevin Noble, Steve Harper, yeah. Joey yeah. Barton, and various others, and they took control of the dressing room. And even when Pardew came, he realised that it's these guys are the ones that to go with. But when it comes to the... Football's, football should be a simple game, shouldn't it, Bill? Well, players I think what, what, you just, what you just said is, is players owning yeah. and taking responsibility for their yeah. actions. I think, I don't know enough about him, but I think that's what happened with Leicester City. They said, we'll decide how, what we eat, yeah. we'll decide how we train, we'll decide when we go out, we'll do it as a team and as a group. Yeah. And funnily enough, it, it started to work. I think, um, I think there's a great deal in that. If you look at rugby, um, it's one of the most technical and overcoached games that there, that there is. Mm. England rugby has just collapsed because they're trying to remember too many things and they're mm. overcoached and, and teams who just want to play and enjoy it and say to hell with you, we're going to go and, we're going to go and do something, score something, win something, um, can, can beat that. That's why in the end it's sport. It's, it's, mm. it's, uh, it's not a science. It's, it's an art. It's, uh, it's an art-based science or whatever. And it isn't just a matter of little technical things. It's a creature of spirit and emotion. It's why we love it so much and why it's important for the community. Whereas the likes of rugby, hockey, I don't know. what They might be important in other places, but, uh, but, but not here. Anyway, look, Andrew, mate, I've got to go. Chris, no, sorry, thanks very much. And, and uh, nice, take nice. care. A pleasure, sir. A pleasure, sir. I'm, and I'm sorry for that. A pleasure, Kennedy, ever. Thanks a lot. Take Cheers, care. mate. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, as yeah. ever, Bill Curry knows great to have Bill on. Such different variations of everything that's to do with Newcastle and the city centre. You can't beat that when it comes to the club as well. It, it's really good. But like, I think um, when it comes to the, the result, the res- result was tremendous, Chris, and the way that we dismantled them. Um, you know, that first goal that Kennedy scored, people are linking that to what Dennis Bergkamp did to us um, uh, you know, many moons ago, when was it a goal? Did he mean oh. it? Speak, uh, but he did mean Ars- it. Was a, it was a sensational Arsenal. goal. <laughs> and yeah, then when he watched, speaking of Arsenal, of Arsenal ripping our hearts out, yeah, yeah. No, boy, he, boy, did he. There were certain players that would just feast on Newcastle, and and Burkamp was one of them. No, mm. but uh, no, I, I thought it was a brilliant, a brilliant pass by Shelby. Shelby had a terrific match, and now that it's come out that he was injured and basically playing injured against Bournemouth. And he, and he missed that chance, and he just got his head down. You know what? You're going to have things like that. I mean, let's be honest. If uh, what was it against? Was it Everton? Who was the game? What was the game? Our goalkeeper completely just fluffed it and gave. Uh, yeah, it was Everton, right? And gave Rooney a tap in. You know, oh the, yeah, yeah. So yeah. things things happen. You know, things happen over a season. But uh, he was magnificent. My gosh, Mo Diami is just a mm-hmm. man possessed. He's playing so well. I just wish he could put a pass through. But you know what? Just keep break keep he it's like he's it's like he's channeling Teote all of a sudden. He's just become Czech Teote without the red cards. <laughs> without you know, without the yellow cards and red cards. He's from you know, rest in peace, Czech. Uh it's um so I, I that was great. A Jose, we've, a Jose gives you energy and gives you all of that passion. I just wish he would give you more end product. I wish he could take somebody on and beat him. But let's be honest, he's in the box, he's defending, he goes back, he tries to help out uh, you know, on defense, and if he doesn't make that run to pull the defense away so they can get Gale the pass, then I don't think Kennedy scores that second goal. You know, who knows, Gale might, and I thought that was a terrific pass by Gale. Then, of course, the third goal, you know, Richie, uh, Matt Richie uh, putting, you know, I thought that was pretty fantastic. I kept waiting for Shelby to do something, and then he just set up, you know, set him up on a tee, and he just did a beautiful shot. It was just a, it was just a well-played match. It was well-played. Southampton was second best, and they had more talent, let's be honest. They had more talent on that pitch, uh, name-wise, if you're talking about just in how much money was spent, you know, than Newcastle. But Newcastle played together. And uh, it really, there wasn't. I mean, Dubrovka really wasn't threatened that much. Uh, defense has been immense. My gosh, um, Lascelles has been a revelation too. If I was going to give like the the man of the mat, you know, the team, the players of the year for Newcastle right now, see if you agree with me right now. The definitely the most improved, or just are the most important to this whole success. It would be it would be Lascelles first, 
and it would be probably Mo Dayami and Shelby, you know, second and third. I think that they've been huge. I just think that they – when Shelby starts going south, have you noticed that's when Newcastle goes south? And it's pretty, it's pretty rapid when Shelby starts going south. He starts losing his head, and then uh, Newcastle. Now, I, I got mad and turned off um, the Liverpool game. So I didn't see the challenge. I didn't have desire to watch the match after you know, after they you know they went down. Um, so Lascelles probably should have gotten a red card and shouldn't even have been allowed to play. Was that the case, Andrew? Yeah, he the, the, obviously got lucky the previous game against against Liverpool, but yeah, he took him down. But it, it wasn't a penalty. It wouldn't have been a penalty anyway. Outside the box. No, I'm just saying it's just been a red card, right? So that's what it, I was worried about. Yeah, it would be. So basically, he would have got. Well, I think it's a, a straight band. red. It's a three-match ban, yeah. Three so, yeah, three-match ban. So, but we got lucky there. But that's the thing, isn't it? You, you we didn't even talk about Dummett, who seems to have, um, you know, Dummett is just so Dummett is just so consistent. Mm. You just put him over there, and he just takes care of whoever's on his side. You're right. Dummett's so good that I almost for, you almost forget about him. He just mm. is. Now, Yedlin, Yedlin does well. He sometimes drives you crazy with some of the things mm. he does. But uh, Yedlin's point, really the back line has been fantastic. And I think you have to give Rafa Benitez all the credit for that. There's a reason why Newcastle's goal difference is on par with some of the top sides in the Premiership. And it's because Rafa Benitez. They just need that goal score. And I, I don't care if Mitrovic keeps banging him in for Fulham. He didn't bang him in for Newcastle, you know, when he had a chance. He does not work in a really structured situation. Um, and they're probably going to sell him. And they need to go get a striker that can work in a structured situation. We've got another call on this evening. Um, I, I think it's Andrew McCarty, is it? <laughs> Somebody else on the line? Who's that? Hello. Hello. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear. Who's that? Is that Andrew? Andrew. Andrew yeah. Hi, how are you doing, Andrew? Uh, obviously, yeah, you're, you're, you're live with um, our other guest, Chris, Chris Parry, from the United States. So we're, we're all very happy here after the weekend. And we're, we're, we're talking about Perez and the goals. Uh, obviously, Chris is there. So what was your, what was your take from, from the game? And, um, uh, you know, the, 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 the nice thing I saw was obviously, we're just talking about Dummett. He got a great ovation from the crowd. It was just a great day overall, wasn't it, really? Well, yeah, it was. And um, speaking about Paul Dummett, Paul Dummett's been very good for a long time, in my opinion. Mm. Um, you know, uh, the last few seasons, he's he's been getting dogs abuse for mm. God knows why. But people are kind of starting to wake up now and realise that, no, no, he actually is a, a very, very good Premier League defender. Not the best going forward, obviously, but mm. <clears throat> I would rather my, my full-backs and defenders knew how to defend and going forward because we've had so many, you know, uh, full-backs who are good going forward and can't really defend like Jan Martin, you know. Yeah, Jan Martin's the first one. The first one that comes to mind. You're right, sir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it I was. Think, yeah. Sorry, go on. No, go on. Go ahead. I was going to say it was a it was a tremendous performance on Saturday. You know, they were at it from 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 you know the first whistle. Um, kind of there was that an intensity that that we showed against Manchester United. The, perform- the overall performance probably wasn't as good, but but you know, it, 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 it you know we hit them with an early goal and that knocked the stuffing out of them, and then from there it was, I don't want to say relatively straightforward because I didn't feel like it was straightforward at the time sitting there. You kind of, <laughs> you know, you're still on tender hooks, but uh, you know it was just an excellent performance. The army and Shelby really dominated the game in centre midfield, and that's where it was won, for, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, it was. It was def- I think the the, the, the early goal. Uh, helped everybody, didn't it? Really, but uh, you know, when you when you see him score that goal, you know I've seen it on it. I'm sure Chris has seen it as well. But there's a gift now, isn't there? So basically, when you see him get the ball, goes over his head, and the way that he he calmly puts it in, you know, well, it's a, it's, a, it's a Brazilian. It's a yeah. guy that when he had a chance, he he you know Newcastle players. Let's be honest, guys. Over the last the, really for the, I'd say the last couple of years. They just haven't had that innate ability to be able to create something out of that. I mean, did you see that goal that I mean that Vardy scored? My gosh, you know, and the, the, first, the first goal. I mean, those are the kind of plays that, as Newcastle fans, we're dying to see something like that. We have to have a guy bundle it in off his backside mm-hmm. or something like that just to get a freaking goal. You know, mm-hmm. it's, so it's it, it was so nice to see just a guy with composure, chest it down. Sees where the keeper is, 
puts it right where it needs to be done. I mean, it was all three goals were really fantastic. They were all yeah. very well. They were all they were all top top draw goals. I think everybody at the start of the game was probably. I I wasn't expecting Shelby to play. I don't know what you think, Andrew. I'll get to Chris. I'll get to Chris in a minute. But I think um, Marino. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm a massive fan of Marino, but it's it's to me. I'm I watch him when he comes on. He still doesn't look like he's filling out. Like I, I would think they would have really made an effort to give him his you know a, you know to help with his core and everything. But he still looks very very slender, and um, you know he, he needs to get back the confidence. But having said that, when you watch Shelby play, it's you know uh, let's let's temper at the moment what, what we think about. If the penny has dropped with Shelby, but it, he seems to be going a long way with having a regular partner with um, the army. That um, you know, it, it's it's proven uh, you know that the, the faith that Rafa's got had in him, uh, Andrew. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think with um, I think the problem with Marino is he started the season very well, mm. and um, he's he's had some kind of back injury and he's never been able to like kind of shake it off and mm. get a sustained run of games which you need, you know, you know, to get your get your match sharpness and match fitness back up. But um, I think um, at the moment. Shelby and the army have done nothing wrong to to be dropped. It's only going to be injury or suspension that that keeps those two out. They've got the shirts, um, and and you know I think they complement each other really well. Shelby does the the creative stuff going forward, and the army does the dirty stuff. And um, you know, and we can't I can't praise the army high, high, highly enough because he ha- he's 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 had a hard time, you know, but he's he's mm. he's came through it, and it's shown tremendous character to 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 do that. And his, his performances the last month or so have been been absolutely brilliant. We think on Diame, uh, Chris, he, he he's definitely stepped up the plate, and he's, he's he's you know it's going to be hard to get him out of that position. And I think with the with this back injury to to Marino, it's a it's a real shame for Newcastle, isn't it? Even with the army playing, you'd still like Marino to be possibly a free role in the team somewhere. Uh, once he gets, once he starts to play a bit, a bit more and get his fitness back, Chris. Well, I mean, I think Marino uh, actually would probably fit more almost in the um, in, in the Ozzy Perez role, you know, mm-hmm. as, as someone kind of, you know, someone like a creative type situation. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's just he's yeah for a while now, so that's good. But to to go to, to Andrew's. Diame, really, guys, since the since the calendar turned to 2018, Diame's just been a different player. I mean, he has been fantastic with how he has controlled. Like I was like I was saying before the caller came in, it's like he's channel he's like he's channeling Czech Teote without the yellow cards. You know, the well, yellow I think cards it's since, let's be let's be clear. It's since the punch to the face by his captain. That's what you know. Done what it. you're probably right. Yeah, Lascelles. Yeah, Lascelles basically said enough's enough. And mm. and to his credit, instead of shirking away from the situation, he's embraced it and he has been fantastic. I mean, mm. against Manchester United, Diame and Shelby were immense. And of course, this last game, they were they were very. I mean, they were very good. They really didn't give Southampton much of a chance to try to get back in the match. Honestly, now, guys, you Three guys weeks. know it as well as I do. Huddersfield Town, earn, they, 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 we owe them a whooping. That's all there is. <laughs> yeah, Huddersfield Town, after that ridiculousness, where they basically only had one shot, and it was a goal, you know, mm-hmm. because someone didn't pick up the one guy cutting it in at the beginning of the season. Man, Huddersfield Town, real, it's a real shame. to roll them over. Yeah, it's a real shame, isn't it, Chris, uh, Andrew, that uh, I'll get to Chris in a sec, but... It's a real shame that now we've got to wait three weeks, and you know you can imagine the the rocking and rolling we're on, like to to play Huddersfield. We've got to now wait three weeks for to play them. I still think we'll beat them, but uh, it's mm-hmm. it's unfortunate, isn't it? You would well, have preferred Manny would be healthy though. Uh, sorry, yeah. John, Chris, after you. No, I was like Slomani has a chance to be healthy though. Well, yeah, but doesn't yeah, mean yeah. he is going to be. I think I think um, Rafa Benitez um, said. That they were hoping he was going to be available. They're not. They're not saying he is going to be, which is a different kettle of fish entirely. So I can't see him being fit. Just the just the noises that's the noises that going out around. Him, I think he'll be, he'll be very lucky to be on the bench because that's a five week injury, and we're now into nearly, I think it's four weeks. I think so. Uh, and I presume I, until I hear him that he's playing 
he's actually in training and he's training because remember when Shelby was looked like he was doubtful, he only started training on Thursday, and then and then you know he, he had a fitness test. So you know it's I think um, it, it's definitely a bad time, but that but I think it's 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 also good, Andrew, the fact that um, that we, the, the the fellas are going to have a bit of time off and and get charge you know get any injuries that they're carrying at least when we play Huddersfield we'll be we'll be going full tilt. Well, yeah, I mean, um, it's not ideal to have have a three-week break. We would have wanted another game, but it is what it is, so you've just got to try and take take the positives out, out, out of it as best you can. Um, I think if we're playing Huddersfield this weekend, obviously Sal- Salmani would have no chance of being fit, but yeah. at least in three weeks he has a chance of, of, of being healthy, like, like the gentleman said. Mm. Um, so, you know, they get a chance to get away for 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 a few days, some 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 warm weather, Um Team bonding. You just gotta, you just gotta make the best out of a bad situation. Unfortunately, um, yeah. But you would have wanted, you would not have wanted to go into this break on the back of not winning that game on Saturday. That's how no. huge it was. Yeah, I think the fact because it's it's so big, isn't it? Because it's interesting. What um, Bournemouth lost yesterday, and they're already a point ahead of us. So you know, a lot of teams are in this. I I, I think um, you keep on hearing all oh, this team's out of it. West Ham are out of it. My goodness, they're all, and plus you've got Stoke City tonight, and people are presuming we're gonna, they're going to lose that game. But, you know, the, the, the great thing about three points is that the situation changes quite quickly. Um, I still don't understand why three weeks we, we've got to go without a game. That's just madness to me. But I think, um, you know, the, that, that, the, the one thing I take from Saturday, that third, third goal was so good. Like I must, I enjoyed that one because I was at work and uh, I caught it and I remember I just yelped at work <laughs> when I went in because it was it was just so well devised and you know it, probably the first time I've I've seen um, um, what's his name Richie actually put it put the ball where he wanted it to go and and he delivered because he, he'd been a bit off lately. So I thought it was a that third goal was brilliant. But oh, let's be honest, every single goal was. Top draw for Newcastle. Yeah, it was. I mean, the first goal, especially the the, um, the chest control mm-hmm. in the spin in one motion, that to me was as good as Jimmy Vardy's goal, which is getting all, all the publicity. I thought it was an mm-hmm. absolutely outstanding goal. It really was. And the second goal is just the perfect counter attack. You'll not see a more uh, you'll not see a more perfect counter attack than that. Um, you know, with with three quickest players, you know, Perez, Gale, and and Kennedy. Um, you know, from 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 defending to the ball be, being in the back of the net, it must have been about nine seconds or something. Mm. You know, it, it was that Good. quick. And then, yeah, it was. Mm. And 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 that's another one. Would we have scored that second goal if Gale wasn't playing and Mitrovic was playing? Mm. I don't think so. I don't think so. No, yeah, Mitrovic, would, well, Mitrovic would have already. He wouldn't have gone back for the corner if he did. He wouldn't <laughs> have the speed. To, he wouldn't have the speed to get seven goals in five games, gentlemen. Seven goals in five games. That's his risk. That's his response to any stuff that people are talking about him. <laughs> um, I'll bring in my next caller this evening, and that's Lee Johnson from Chester Street. Good evening, Lee. How are you? Very good. Are you? I'm not too bad. You're in the studio with uh, Andrew Murdy and Chris Parry in the U.S. Hello, so, Lee. Andrew. Hey, <laughs> gentlemen, i got I got to sign off, but I've loved okay. talking to Newcastle, and hopefully in a couple of weeks we'll be talking about um, uh, you know, beating, uh, beating Huddersfield Town. Yeah, hopefully. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate <laughs> the call in. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Take care. Cheers, there. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. So, Lee, tell me what you think. Uh, obviously, you, I, I don't know, Andrew, if you've known Lee on um, Twitter. He's been going gaga all day about Paul Dummett. So tell me what tell me what what do you thought uh, about the game and obviously the the, the goals and Mr. Dummett especially. I've been getting gagger about Paul Dummett just today. I've been doing I've been banging his drum for about three years. I've been banging his drums for about three years. The kids are so underrated. It's unbelievable. Um, no, Saturday was great. Absolutely fantastic. And Andrews again. I will point this out. Probably since West Ham, our performance levels have been much like Saturday. But I think a lot of people leave the ground. When we've maybe drew against your Burnleys or your Swansea mm. and just basically look at the results and say that was shite today when mm. it actually wasn't. Yeah. yeah, the only thing that was letting us down is a little bit quality in front of goal and everything kind yeah. of fell into place on Saturday. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Saturday was great. All three goals were absolutely superb. The first one, the pass by Shelby, the touch by Kennedy. The second goal, 
if Barcelona have done if Barcelona have done that, they've been replayed on all the weekend. Um, and the third goal, you know, it was patient build up. Matt Ritchie uh, places it beautifully in the bottom bottom corner, then decapitates the corner flag. It's just it was just <laughs> magnificent. I absolutely loved it. It was the Matt Ritchie of last season, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but again, over the season, Matt Ritchie's... One thing I'll say about Matt Ritchie when people said, oh, he's, he's not being, you know, he's struggling and different things like that, the one thing he never does, the kid never, ever, ever hides. He continues to work his nuts off to try and work hard for the team and work with his full-back. And, and, and over the piece, he's been unlucky a few times. I think he's hit the post about three or four times. And, if, you know, if he doesn't hit the post three or four times, he's sitting here on five, six goals, which is a good return for the winger in this league. And he's still our top assist. I think he's made got the most assists this season so you know I think if you look at it like that he hasn't had a bad season no I just think he needs to be I think he's one of these players because he puts so much into the game you know he, he needs a break here and there because I think because of the way Newcastle are set up and I think we might see a different Matt Ritchie when Slamani comes in because you know I think Ritchie has to do that much running around to fill in for whoever he's knackered and his creativity is often lost lost in the game. Andrew Orley. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Um, I missed that, that, that last point. Uh, what, what, what when it comes to Matt Ritchie, when it, <laughs> the, the fact that he runs around so much, he has mm-hmm. he's obviously been, I wouldn't even say been dropped, he's been, Rafa's rotated the, the team because yeah. he needs a break. You can't yeah. run around the... the that that on as much as he does and be able to create everything and do something because he's having to defend a lot to to cover for other players with Newcastle bringing in Slamani we might see more a more offensive um, Matt Ritchie because we we definitely have missed the invention with the team but all three goals was all pure invention it was so yep. nice to see that. From from minute one, Newcastle start to look like the Newcastle United that we, we've been waiting to see all season because that's the thing. Pace in this league kills. Nine seconds, yeah. as as Andrew mentioned, uh, I think on the second goal, uh, th- the second goal. So it just shows you against any team with the right play, um, obviously with the Perez pass as well. And you know it was the thing of beauty watching um, once the pass was delivered from Perez to Gale. Gale's foresight just to put it in on a plate for for um Kennedy was you know, these things just cut these just these things happened because of, you know, we are playing well and we've got more pace in the team. Well absolutely, I mean and we've got a lot of pace in reserve as well because after when Jacob Murphy didn't even play and um pace is so important. I mean we've seen it under Bobby Robson, you know, with Bellamy and Dyer mm. uh, and Robert, you know, it 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 does literally kill teams, and uh, and about Matt Ritchie, I I I, I agree with Lee. He's, 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 his performances have been good, not great, but he hasn't been putting the icing on the cake with like a goal here or an assist here, blah blah blah. But I think that Man United goal was absolutely massive for him because it seems to have t- like the monkeys off his back a bit, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think I think a lot of like a lot of players need. Need to know what they, you know that they, they they're going to really make a, you know, an, an input to the team. What do you think, Lee? Well, I, I think I think one thing, Andrew, that I would like to that I would like to massively overplay here yeah. is uh, something that I said on Saturday. Um, obviously, when the Jan- when the January transfer window closed, yeah. everyone around us from Everton downwards pretty much nearly broke their transfer record. Um, yeah. Every single club, every single club strengthened. Southampton had a seventeen million pound centre forward on the pitch on Saturday, mm. um, and Rafa Benitez is our hundred million pound footballer. Yeah, he is yeah. that good. Our manager yeah. is that good at setting up teams, organising, and get us prepared. Him and his staff yeah. are absolutely wonderful. He, he's he's going to keep this team in the league, and it, and it and it deserves so much praise. It's unbelievable. You'll not get it, by the way. Because no. Like a couple of weeks ago when um, Sky is telling you how good of a job David mm. Moyes has done. Yeah. David, Moyes, David Moyes has got a squad for the multi-footballers. They spent 17 or 20 or 27 million on for that Fernandez and people like that. Mm. We haven't had that luxury. So Rafa Benitez, <laughs> the role of Rafa Benitez cannot be underplayed. 
And when I see mm. people questioning them and things like that, I just think well, people are absolutely sometimes off their rockers. This guy is an yeah. absolute genius. Uh, I've said something. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree, Lee. I said something quite similar. I said on Saturday night, Rafa Benitez is our X factor because if you yep. look at the team, if you look at the teams as managers around us, you've got like Pardew, Hodgson, mm. Moyes. Yeah, you know, it's it's night and day, and Rafa will keep this team up. Absolutely, <laughs> phenomenal. He's phenomenal. He and is. you know what? You know what? Someone said to me this is all good. Uh, I mentioned about him standing on the touchline and directing traffic, a bit like a conductor. And I said, look, I've seen many managers stand on the touchline trying to conduct traffic. But what everything Rafa does is relevant. You can, yeah. you can see him pulling and pushing people into certain positions. Even when we score a goal, he had Shelby straight over him. I think it was after the first goal. Shelby yeah. couldn't even go and join in with the lads because he had instructions straight away because he probably, he probably spotted a weakness in the opposition team, which we could maybe get at. And, and yeah, I, I noticed love that. that, yeah. I love that. He's never off the clock. He's literally never off the clock. I mean, I didn't notice it in the ground because I was pretty much, I think I was probably, I think I jumped about two rows forward with my son. <laughs> I only seen it after the game. But uh, I love stuff like that. And I, it's just, the only thing for me is I love what's going on and I love watching this team develop. And But of course, if we're still, I'm just always concerned about what's going to happen because we've still got that cloud of this one hanging over us. And if we can just get rid of him, I just think that we could move forward, but obviously I just want to enjoy, I enjoy having this manager here, and I just want to enjoy as much as I can with him managing yeah. us, because it, it just, it just everything about him is class, not just what he's done for the, what, he, what he's done for the first team, what he's done off the, off the pitch, the way he engages the community, takes an interest in the area, I think he's just a top, top bloke. Yeah, I noticed after the second goal, I think there was, we actually called three players over to, to um, to talk to and and he's always thinking he's thinking on on on, on his feet he's, he's constantly talking to the players he's, he's he's you know and this is another thing why why he can't why he can't trust Mitrovic because he's, he's the most methodical manager mm. and he's got a plan for every situation and then if you've got one player which you can't trust to be on the pitch for 90 minutes that's why Mitrovic isn't here anymore I agree I sadly I sadly agree with that yeah I sadly yeah. agree with that I think it's it. I think because you know when you look at his record and he scored seven and five, you know you, you know Mitrovic is is showing that he, he you know he's in a team that are playing to his strengths. At Newcastle, the one the one the bad thing about Newcastle, Newcastle sometimes want to go long, don't they? It's it's quite obvious, especially away from home, they want to go long and they they can't go long. It's 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 very very difficult to, because you know you've got Perez you've got Gale, but if the the X factor for the whole team I I think we all agree on this is going to be Slamani when Slamani comes in this team if he if he comes in if he, if he gets fit it's a big it's a big you know thing that's going to happen to Newcastle because you can just imagine away from home we could really skittle other teams and the the fact that we let Bournemouth off. Big style, and and obviously the last away game when we had that go- we had that game won, you know that that's the thing, isn't it? Against other teams, when when he when he does get fit, um, it it could really really we could get that forty points figure quite simply. But we all know it's Newcastle United. It could all, it could all be dragged out until the last game of the season. Andrew, I'm 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 convinced if Rafa Benitez was allowed to do the business that he wanted to do, first of all in um, August, um, never mind January, I think we would be sitting very comfortably, probably ahead of someone like Burnley or level on points with someone like Burnley. I have no doubt in my mind. Um, even if we signed that Jorgensen from um, Feyenoord, I think we'll be sitting now with around about 36, 37 points. I'm not convinced because. The team has been creating chances. That's the mm-hmm. big thing. And when people were yep. seeing, people people were seeing the team doing very well. They were they were clearly clearly just focusing on the fact we drew one one with Swansea. The fact we yep. drew one one with Burnley. Mm-hmm. Newcastle played well. Newcastle should have been out of sight in those first two particular games by half time. Yep. Everton at home were all over Everton. Everton scored yep. through a, a silly mistake by our goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. There was points we should have picked up. Um, so. In areas, the problem is with football, the, 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 the high, the, the top areas of it, you know, your goal scorers, they cost big money and unfortunately, mm. 
Fiona has, Fiona, he's an absent owner. He has no interest in moving us forward. So if Mike Ashby speculated to accumulate and spent, let's say, what, 16, 17, 18 million on the forward, we wouldn't be here talking now about, like, still being in a relegation fight. I guarantee that. We'd be sitting no, totally beyond agree. 40 points. I, 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 I totally agree. And it just, you know, it just puts it in sharper perspective just how, how much of a brilliant job Rafa's done. Um, yeah. because he's been working not one arm tight behind his back, two arms and a leg tight behind his back, let's be honest. And if we did, you know, if if we'd have been able to buy a striker in the summer, if Kennedy had been, had been able to come in the summer, we would have been comfortably mid-table because mm-hmm. I can think of, like you like just said, yeah. so many points were just left on the pitch. I mean, it must be about six or seven points now. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. even Ab- even Tammy Abramson, I think if, he had, if we had got him in, well, I think we would have been... He would have scored a few goals because he would have benefited. Know. He would have benefited massively off Rafa. Benefited yeah, hugely off Rafa, and he would have been the main. I don't know. He would have been the main man as well. He would have been yeah. Rafa's yeah. main man. Yeah. He'd, he'd be sat here a better player now at Newcastle than he is at Swansea. Mm. Not even playing, is he? Is he actually playing at Swansea? I don't, don't even know. He if he's, don't not he very is. often. Yeah, I think I'm actually surprised they haven't cut. They didn't cut the the loan. You know, the loan back to us here. I've, I think uh, I've, the one question I was going to ask you is uh, when it comes to. Oh, God, I forgot what I was going to ask. I was going out of my head. But like, I think when it comes to when it comes to Newcastle and the players we should have got, um, the one thing I'm going to. Actually, I've just remembered. Remember, uh, there's an article that came out this weekend, I think Friday or Saturday. Uh, Martin Hardy came out, uh, and I've tried to get him on the show, obviously, haven't got him on yet, but. He seemed to insinuate again. I've noticed that um, that the the bid for Newcastle um, it's it's best now. It's forgotten about any takeover because he, he's trying to insinuate that um, you know the, the bid from Amanda Stavely is was um, not. I, would, I don't want to use the word vicious, but um, you know it it was it, it it wasn't in the best interest of Newcastle. And what do you guys think of that? Because essentially, you don't bid for a club unless the club is actually been put up for sale. Um, I think um, I think this takeover obviously it's gone quiet now because it is mm. simply relegation survival dependent. Mm. If we and I don't think we'll go down, but if we do, it's it's night night. But mm. if we stop up. Um, It'll it'll, happen, it'll, yeah. it'll 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 go through in, in in my opinion, but they're still quite quite a way apart. That's the only worry. Um, is is Mike Ashley right to ask for the money? He's 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 asking considering he's he's doing very little to enhance his his, his team, his club, his product. He's he's doing well, his nothing but damage. His really. product is his product and Gates is closing down. <laughs> Yeah. You know, Gates said there's the main. Obviously, he's, he's got a branch right next to Tesco's, and that's that's start. closing he down. Just well, Lee knows this, doesn't he? Because it crosses. Andrew, at the end of the Andrew, at the end of the day, he just needs to sell us. There's a club. Yeah. There's a club available to go down the road for about a pound a pound that you can buy there. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, to me, it would make it would make it would make more sense, wouldn't it, that he would buy? No, I don't know. Wouldn't no, wouldn't make sense. It would be absolutely hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine him buying it, but you never know. You never know. Imagine it, how good his sports direct signs would look in that absolutely washed up, dried up stadium. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I can't even I, I imagine. And as well, he can even put it on the shirts because it wouldn't even protest because it's what do they call it? Magdi or something like that. I don't Matt, know. I'm gonna anyway. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I know you're gonna go. I need to take my card out to get it fixed. Right. You should have said if, right. it was, if it was a Nissan car, I could have got you a good service there. But you never, <laughs> I work for right. Nissan. Good, good to speak to you, fellas. All right, thanks, mate. Take care. Thank thanks, you, Andrew, as well. Thanks yeah, for no, calling no, in, mate. We'll catch no, you next no. week. Cheers, lads. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Cheers. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for calling in.
Thanks for everyone this evening for listening to Toon Talk Radio. Remember, go to iTunes under Toon Talk and you'll be able to listen back to the show at your convenience uh, with regards to all of my guests.